welcome to Between the Shelves, the premier Sable Library podcast. I am joined this week by Steph, head of adult services. Hello, Alex. And Rachel is a returning star from Cirque. Hi. Hi, Alex. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having us. So this is part one of a special two-part series we're doing on the podcast to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Disney. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be rapidly, and I'm going to hold you to this and I hope you hold me to that as well. We're going to be rapidly reviewing every animated Disney film, hand-drawn animation. So what that means is we are going to be skipping anything that wasn't made by Disney Animation Studios, which means Brave Little Toaster, Nightmare Before Christmas, not reviewing that. Nothing that is direct-to-video, direct-to-VHS, direct-to-DVD, so we're not going to do a goofy movie. It's a shame. Um, yeah, I know. Well, we have to limit it in some way. <laughs> um, we are doing prim- movies that are primarily hand-drawn animation, so we're not doing Pixar movies either, and no shorts. Okay? So that still leaves us with about 40 movies we have to get through yes. in these two episodes. So we're going to be very briefly categorizing all of these films into four categories, and the categories are must-see Disney films, Recommended, or what is the second? Watch. <laughs> Worth a watch. Thank you. Um, for Disney diehards and skip. So those are the four categories from best to worst. Must see, worth a watch, Disney diehard only, and skip. Yes. Okay, makes sense? Yes. We're all on the same page? Okay, yes. so let's get right into it because we have a lot of ground to cover. So... We're going to be starting chronologically. First film, 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, I have this as a must-see film. Same. It's It's a spectacle. It's the movie that started it all. First full-length feature film, animated feature film. Um, it won an honorary Oscar that year. Nothing had been done like it before. And I think it still holds up. So I put that as a... Well, I had it as a recommend. So what do we say? Worth the watch? Worth the watch, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, it's the first one, it kind of, not just first Disney, like first animated feature. Yeah. And so it's like historic, but I find it kind of boring. So (laughs) you should watch it for the historical film value. Um, It it watches like an old movie from the 30s. So um, it's a little slow. What about you? What did you have, Rachel? I had it break the tie now. No, no, I had it under must watch also. Okay. But I do have like a caveat, which is something I found with a lot of Disney films, which is all Snow White does is clean and cook all day and Yeah. Yeah. I can't get with that. Unfortunately that probably won't change until the next episode (laughs) of the podcast. No, I think but I think it was funny and whimsical and the songs were great and it was scary at times and I think it's Almost like the perfect Disney film. Like, if you're going to watch only one, like, I would watch Snow White. Yeah. I think the animation still holds up. The dwarves are funny. Um, yeah. I think it's a must-see. for Even for historical purposes, uh, it doesn't have... It doesn't move quite as quick as the modern movies, but I think it, it holds up. Okay. Uh, next movie is Pinocchio, 1940. Uh, I know this is probably going to be one of the most controversial Disney movies that we talk about. This is a must-see for me. It's probably my favorite disney movie really? um as i'm a huge fan of hand-drawn animation and this movie like took what they did with snow white and just ramped up the technical uh expertise and everything to the next level um to a degree so much where the budget was 
almost twice as much as Snow White, and this movie was a box office disaster for Disney. But I think the animation is phenomenal. It's still fantastic to today's standards. Yeah, I had it under must-watch also, primarily because of that song, When You Wish Upon a Star. It was so good, it became the Disney theme song. Yeah. So I'm going to be like the odd person out on all of these, I think. I put for Disney diehards only because I was going from, like, I still have, it's only 90 minutes, and I still have a really hard time, like, getting through it. There's a lot of the older ones where, to me, it's just, it feels so much longer than it actually is. And I remember as a kid, when I watched, when I would watch some of these older ones, they weren't my favorite as a kid because they kind of like bored me a little bit and also i found the part in pinocchio um terrifying when he's like you know in that you know the air the, i don't know he, the like kidnapped yeah put in a cage like not like i did not like it as a kid and that definitely like translated into watching it as an adult <laughs> i was not surprised that i didn't love it there is a lot of like scary things in these disney movies yeah. that yeah. my kids haven't even seen some of these i'm like i can't subject oh. them to this like i just can't same. I think that adds to what's so great about it is it it's still spooky today, like especially for kids. You know, it's creepy. It's it's a moralizing tale. It's telling you like you know this is what happens to bad kids. Like it's yeah. I, as as like a I don't know. As an adult, I still don't watch scary movies at all. Anything that's even remotely scary. But like for me, those things were like like I think I took them a little bit too like literally, and I was too scared of like getting in trouble. Even though like. None of that was going to happen to me when I got in trouble, but like I, you know, it definitely made an impression. Yeah. All right, so we have a must see, a must see, and a Disney diehard. Die I think you got outvoted on this one. I think so. I'm going to get outvoted on a lot of them. I also, I just have to also say, I was watching a lot of these like in a row on like days I was homesick from work. So some of them I probably like, you know, if I, if I was on number four of the day and it was like, you know, Dumbo, I was like, a little <laughs> anyway yeah so some of these maybe i was a little harsh that's okay that's okay that's why we have three of us to balance it out uh all right next movie is fantasia 1940 um i love this movie it's the first like experimental film maybe one of the only ones that disney does it's really trippy you know it, it's pretty cool mm-hmm. um i had this also oh no i didn't i had this as a worth a watch um, I, I consider it, it's a must-see if you're like, but I can so understand see. that so it, a kid's I put not going to sit through this. I put it as a skip, and I love music, you know I do, and I love movies and filmmaking, and it's great, but like I always, I was kind of thinking of like if I'm recommending these to someone else, I would tell most people to skip it, because <laughs> it's long, and it's very, yeah. it's very, it's not like a typical Disney movie, right? So yeah. that was yeah. like my thinking behind the skip my rating on this one that's honestly that's good i i might be tinging my rating with how i personally feel mm-hmm. about it but yeah as far as like i don't consider this like a, a disney you know movie it's that it's not a plot it's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of shorts so i don't know Wait, so you had this as a skip Wait, this not skip? even as a disney diehard I could be convinced of bumping it down to Disney Die Hard. So I had a hard time with the middle ratings because to me it's like, I oh my too. god, I love it, or I'm like, eh. no, I hate it. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's hard for me to assign those in between ones, and I don't. Yeah, I get that. Or right, what, Rachel? What did you have? This I as? had it as a must watch, but I don't think it's really for kids. Like I think kids would be super bored by it. I yeah. think it's more like for adults. And my note says it's an orchestral treat. 
Yes. Mm, so that for that true, reason yeah. alone, but yeah, it's not, I don't know. I will say, uh, just as a quick fun note about this movie, it actually pushed a lot of theaters into upgrading their sound systems to what we appreciate in a movie theater today. Oh, that's cool. So they wouldn't show this movie at a theater that didn't have like a huge speaker system, like a grand surround sound system. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it really pushed theaters for not just movies. Yeah. I mean, it's also hard because these were, you know, it's we're looking at it in 2023 yeah. it was made in 1940 so it in 1940 audiences were probably like amazed, amazed by, by it yeah. right because they've never seen anything like it yeah all right so how do we rank this we need to we need to keep forging ahead i could butt mine down it's worth a watch maybe a die hard <laughs> all right let's let's leave it at die hard if you're a disney die hard you should you have to watch this but <laughs> otherwise worth the watch one i did say like one time is enough on my well, yeah must watch once. Okay. <laughs> never again. <laughs> all right. So Disney Die Hard, are we all happy with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, next film is Dumbo, 1941. Um, I think I had this as a Disney Die Hard. I'm not a big Dumbo head. Yeah, I had it as a Die Hard as I well. I had it as a skip. Skip, really? A skip. Because Dumbo is bullied and traumatized for half the movie. He realizes he can't fly. Like, I, it's just a terrible movie. I just... <laughs> I don't know. I feel terrible emotions watching it. Yeah. I can't I can't recommend like I just can't recommend it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it growing up. The animation's pretty crude and it's only sixty four minutes long. Yeah, it's short. Maybe yeah. like our rating system's a little flawed. This should have been addressed like... before the episode started. <laughs> so I'm just realizing it like like everything like Disney Die Hard maybe should be the last like you should only watch it. Oh. Like if I don't know. But skips not even Disney Die Hard. I know. It's like don't it's even hard, bother. It's hard to Sign a skip, but I I think this is a bunch of I think this is a Disney diehard because it's still like it's still a popular Disney film. Like they have it all over Disney World, I'm sure. They just remade it a few years ago. It's it's not like it was a forgotten film. It, I just don't think it. Dumbo is a character. Like people love Dumbo. Dumbo, yeah, that's true. Because he's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got the ride in Disney, right? Yeah. All right. If you're a Disney fan, you have to watch this. Otherwise, you can skip it. So Disney diehard. Okay, next film is Bambi, 1942. What are your thoughts on Bambi? Um, I said skip as well. And I put that as a Disney diehard also. It's, okay. It's really sad. Like most people would want to skip it. Yeah, because yeah, it's sad. Yeah, life is hard. They don't need to watch sad movies like Bambi. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I'm not a big Bambi stan either. I think the mm -hmm. animation's beautiful. I think the story, it's sad. Which I think kind of adds to why I like it a little bit. Because it's kind of trying new things and not just like dwarves dancing and bonking each other on the head you know it's like trying to be more of a film yeah. um, but i'm happy with it leaving it as disney diehard okay next up is uh 1950 we jump ahead quite a few years um to cinderella what are your thoughts on cinderella? i had mine as a, a must watch me too that's one of i think still one of my favorites which i hadn't seen in a long time my niece is obsessed with it right now so i was like happy to watch it again yeah um but yeah, that that one still I think is a is a I, winner. I also had this at must see. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we're all in agreement on this one. Back on track. Yeah. It's got the funny characters and the good music and the. It so saved Disney from bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. yeah. Disney wouldn't exist if they didn't have Cinderella. It won three Oscars too for score, sound, and song. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Hmm. I love that song. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Must see. Next year is 1951. We have Alice in Wonderland. 
this one really sticks out of my mind. Like I must have watched this one more than any of the previous films we've talked about when I was a kid, just because it's so vivid and yeah. colorful and just weird. You seem uh, to like the more artsy well, Disney movies. I'm an artsy <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that my father was an artist and his mother was an artist and my other and side of my family of artists. Yeah, yeah, it's in my blood. Uh, it's a fun kid movie. I like that Alice is not like your typical Disney princess and she has like a more like realistic, grounded character in this weird world. I don't know. I kind of I like it. I think this is worth a watch. What do you think? I had this as Disney Die Hard because it's not one of my favorites. Um, it also had parts that scared me a lot as a kid. I feel like there's not and... that much scary parts though in this. Like there's but the not as much peril. Like when she becomes giant and then she becomes small from like eating something. Like it was, I don't know. Things that I just found disturbing as a child. <laughs> and like, maybe I I didn't realize like, oh, that can't actually happen. I don't know. Don't but know. like growing up, it would freak me out a little bit. Um, so as an adult, uh, I looked at it a little bit differently, but I still, it's still not one of my favorites. So what did you have? I had skip, as a die hard. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Um, I had it as a must watch. Okay. I just think it's really different than the other films and it's pretty surreal. And I think, you know, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland is like, it's been known forever, and yeah. I think uh, it's great. I think we can, can we agree it's a, it worth a watch? Uh, I would, I'd say that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, next up, 1953, we have Peter Pan. Um, I, I think there's a very memorable plot. Obviously, it was a play before this, which was very successful. It has some pretty cool sets, very good animation. Um, the soundtrack's just okay, in my opinion. Uh, it has some pretty dated parts that don't hold up to 2023 yeah. standards. Yeah. Um, so I would say this is either worth a watch or maybe even Die Hard. I'm leaning more towards worth a watch. I had Die Hard, Disney Die Hard. I had it as a Die Hard also. Okay. Um, yeah, it's hard to watch some of the older ones when they have really like racist parts and things like that. And it's hard to. Separate, and then like, like to that, recommend yeah. it to someone, like I would recommend some other telling of peter pan perhaps yeah um yeah so i would say die hard all right sorry tinkerbell you are in the <laughs> disney die hard category um next up we jump ahead to 1955 for lady and the tramp um, when i was coming up with my notes for this episode i somehow skipped this movie when i was coming up with my notes i don't know if that was you intentional or not i have no notes for it and i really can't remember anything about this movie other than the iconic scene with the spaghetti yeah yeah i think that's um, what most people remember that's <laughs> yeah it's pretty much the I had it as Disney Die Hard. I had it as recommend because I think because it that's was not a category. Stuff. Oh, sorry. That's a the, that's what we I think we originally had the with the worth the watch, but I don't know. So that was a tricky one for me because I like most of the movie, but again, it has a lot of like racist bits to it. Yeah. So that makes it that lowered it a little bit on my scale, but it's got like the plot and. Everything else I enjoy aside from those bits. So, so Disney Die Hard, I think, is where this one lands, Hard, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this is really not how I saw this going. I thought I was going to be the downer. <laughs> I was surprised myself at how many of the older ones I was, like, you know, not thrilled with. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we jump ahead to 1959, and we have Sleeping Beauty. This is another one I didn't have any notes for. I must have skipped like a gap in my thing. I also get this movie confused with Cinderella all the time. So 
I honestly can't even come up with an image for this movie. This is the glass slipper, or is that Cinderella? No, that's Cinderella. That's See, Cinderella. I don't even know. But she's um, lying. Doesn't she lying on like a bed, and the prince like wakes her up? Yeah, with a kiss. Yeah. 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 This is the one where she pricks her finger. On with the rose. She pricks her. Fi- she's the cast. Um, she pricks her finger with a needle. She'll sleep forever, so they hide all yeah, the, yeah. the um. The machines, yeah, and then she finds one anyway. And then the pumpkin turning into the carriage. No, that's, that's Cinderella. Also Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella. So is such you should just go back movie. and watch them both. Um, <laughs> but I did put this as must watch. This was also one of my favorites. This is the one with um, Maleficent as the bad, as the oh, villain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This had I put my notes were better animation quality than previous, um, and it just has a lot of. To me, it was very memorable the right. music. <laughs> They are similar in that, like yeah. you know, those that uh, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Cinderella, they're like similar, like those classics where it's something happens to the princess. Yeah, well, it's Cinderella very formulaic. It is hard to keep track of them if you don't rewatch them. I think. Yeah. You're not. Really so where where are we landing with this? You had a must. I had see. it as must. I can't even remember it. And Rachel. I had it as worth a watch. Worth a watch. Okay, I think worth a watch is where I mm. we can settle it i wouldn't say this is a must-see one because i've seen it and i can't remember can't it <laughs> um okay next up is 1961 101 dalmatians this after pinocchio this is probably my favorite disney movie i love this movie yeah this is one of my top yeah me too okay good um it's the first disney film set in like modern times which is cool i really like that about it i love the, i think it has the best villain maybe of any disney movie one of the best surely um, but it still still has lots of laughs, and if you're a animation historian, it also can offer something for you as well. They used new like xeroxing technology, which allowed them to draw 101 di- separate moving objects every frame. So it kind of like revolutionized the way animation's done too, and that's like a technique that they carry on in f- uh, future films. So I have this as a must see. I love this movie. Me too. I think I saw it a lot when I was a kid. And I think I have a lot of nostalgia attached to it also, which is also why it's ranked so highly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, this one was a must-watch. I think it's like, it, it has the the cute puppy characters. It's funny. It's got good good music. And yeah. the um, I really love the opening sequence. The animated opening sequence was very cool. It's very, um, it was made in the 60s and it looks like it was it made in the 60s. Like, yeah, yeah. it's very cool. Yeah, very stylized, very cool. Isn't the uh, the main the the owner? Isn't he a musician, like a composer? Yeah, he writes so, yeah. the Cruella de Vil exactly. Song. Yeah. yeah, man, such a great movie. So this is a definitely a must see, right? We're all in agreement yes. on that. Okay, all right. Next up is the Sword in the Stone, nineteen sixty three. Um, I didn't think I had seen this, so I rewatched it in preparation for this movie, and I realized I had. Not only seen it, I'd seen it a hundred times because I knew every single scene of this movie. Really? Um, that being said, it's not very good. No, it is not. It's not memorable either. Uh, it, 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 honestly, I must have seen this when I was like four years old, yeah. like a million times because mm-hmm. I remembered everything. Um, but yeah, boy, it's it really feels out of place, especially yeah. when like after what Disney had done previously. It just seems like cheap. Yeah, I had it as a skip. Yeah, um, I put Disney Die Hard, but I don't even know why. But then I, my note was so dumb. Yeah. And then like Merlin changing them into animals. What? Like, and there was so much about it that was just the plot is so like 
all over the place. It's all, all over the place, and there's like no stakes involved. It felt like I had this as a skip as well. Okay. I think this I is definitely that a, skip. a skip. I would change mine to skip. Yeah. Okay, we're making great time, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just want to say oh. that. Um, so we are moving on to 1967 for uh, the Jungle Book. What are your thoughts on the Jungle Book? I had it as a Disney diehard. Okay. Um, there's a lot of racially inappropriate things in it that I didn't love and I can't really watch mm-hmm. today. Um, but I mean, it is the Jungle Book, you know, I think it's also a classic, so. Yeah. But I don't think it's, you know, nothing you have to like run out and watch. Yeah. I didn't rewatch this because I'd seen it so many times as a kid and I loved it as a kid. Like, Bare Necessities, yeah. I Want to Be Like You, those are like some yeah. of my favorite Disney songs. Um, I think it had, it has pretty good animation. Um, some memorable characters. The plot's very simple and straightforward. Um, I had this as a worth a watch, but I could be persuaded swayed either way, honestly. I had it as worth a watch just because of the music. Yeah. Like, worth the watch. You don't have to repeatedly watch it, but watch it one time and then just listen to the then just listen to the soundtrack a whole lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the music is really great in that one. All right. Well, Rachel. All right. All right. Your, your point was noted forever in the podcast. You're on the right side of history. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. But we like singing bears, so it gets bumped up once. And jazz music. Yeah. Okay, next up, we jump to 1970s, The Aristocats. Uh, this was the last movie that was approved by Walt Disney before he died. Just a fun fact. Um, I don't love this movie. Um, I don't think it ages particularly well. It has some problematic... Uh, a problematic song at least mm-hmm. the songs overall are not very memorable um yeah i don't know that's kind of i could have this as a skip or a disney diehard that's kind of where i landed on it i had it as a disney diehard and my thought on that was just like if you were a disney diehard and you were gonna watch every single movie then you would watch this mm-hmm. but otherwise it would be a skip for me um to me it's very they borrowed a lot from the it, it's almost like the same plot as like 101 Dalmatians, like in ways. They even repeated some of the animation yeah. in it, um, which I get. They used to recycle, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, otherwise, to me, it's unremarkable. Yeah, same. I had it under Disney diehards, and really only because it's about cats. And, you know, I feel like cats. Like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it would be a skip. <laughs> All right, let's make this a Disney diehard. Um, and moving right along, only one, two, three, four movies left in this episode. We're making great time. All right, next up is 1973's Robin Hood. Um, this is another movie kind of like The Jungle Book. I watched it so many times when I was a kid, and I do have, I definitely have nostalgia for it. I love the soundtrack. Um, and, yeah, I think just think it's a fun, it's charming, good characters. Um, at its worst, it's kind of goofy and maybe, like, really geared towards kids. doesn't really offer too much for adults. But overall, I really like it. I think I have it as worth a watch. Um, I had it as Disney Die Hard, not one of my favorites, but I have to bump it up to Worth the Watch for my best friend, who this is like her ultimate nostalgia film. So, hey, Alexis, if you're listening, you, Robin Hood, Robin Hood gets a win to watch, just uh, Worth the Watch just for you. Um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. It was, um, I think too, like, kind of like a, if I was a little kid watching it, it, I'd probably feel different, but I didn't see this one as a kid. No, I didn't. It wasn't. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I had it as skip just because I don't think it's memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be persuaded to bump it up to a Disney Die Hard because okay. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. Well, you have. Uh, well, you had 
So worth I had as a Disney diehard. Okay. And only because my best friend would be very mad at me. I changed my Can't mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> I think I'm fine putting it as Disney diehard. Um, although I do like Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. <laughs> one laughing what the other had to say. Um, anyways, are we leaving this with Disney diehard? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Sorry, Alexis. <laughs> um, okay. Next up, we have The Rescuers, 1977. Uh, I had to rewatch this because I didn't think I'd seen it, and I was not blown away by it. No, oh, I hit it under Disney diehards, and I, I vaguely remember watching it when I was a kid, and I, I really think I watched it a lot, but it's not my favorite either, and it was just kind of meh. Yeah, and I could tell from the opening credits that I was not gonna like it. It was just very like it was like oil paintings. Yeah, and it seems like very was, rough shot. Yeah, yeah. and it, gritty. Not in the great way. And I didn't really enjoy it, so I put it as Disney Die Hard. Yeah, I, I also had it as Disney Die Hard. Um, it was surprisingly a smash hit for Disney, like a huge hit, um, which it really brought them like out of a financial hole. Like they needed a hit, and that uh, was surprised to learn that. And the only movie that beat it in the theaters was Star Wars. Like oh, it, well, you can't and it, obviously. That. It, and <laughs> it even beat Star Wars in certain countries. Wow, so that's crazy. It was crazy. Wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really notable or particularly memorable about this movie at all. The characters, the plot. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Nothing really going for it. I just realized we skipped a movie. Well, was it the same year so? Oh, it was? Okay, good. 1977 I'll cut also. that part out. We didn't make yeah. any mistakes at all. <laughs> Flawless. We're perfect. Um, next up is, oh, let me see if I can get this title right. Is it the many, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Um, I rewatched this recently with my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this movie. I watched it a hundred times when I was a kid. I had a Winnie the Pooh. My son now has a Winnie the Pooh. So yeah, I like yeah. this movie. I had it as worth a watch. I wouldn't say it's essential, but it's great. I said it was essential. Okay. I can be persuaded. I love I love Winnie the Pooh. I watched this all the time when I was a kid, too. And, and not even the movie, but the cartoon. I remember watching a million times. And um, yeah, I would I would just say it should be essential. Okay. I, I could say this is a must-see. Especially I, if you have kids or you are a kid. Like you, or a kid at heart. Or a kid at heart. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. I put it as worth the watch. Um, I have seen it. A bunch of times I didn't re this was the only one that I didn't rewatch because it was like I've seen this mm-hmm. and I know that it's worth the watch and I was just trying to get through a lot of stuff so I didn't rewatch it because it's not one of my absolute favorites but like just because it's Winnie the Pooh it's you have to watch it yeah, yeah. okay this is a must see yeah yeah all right two left making great time gotta say I'm proud of us mm-hmm. um Next up is The Fox and the Hound, 1981. Um, quick note about this. This is one of the first films where, like, the Disney, the nine old men, if you know anything about, like, Disney history, like, they were, like, the creative force that was behind all of the Disney movies up to this point, basically. This is the f- last film that had one of the original nine old men involved, and they kind of passed this off to, like, the next generation. Um, so some of the creative team that was behind this movie are... Uh, Don Bluth, who goes on to do, like, um, the Five Goes West movies and all those stuff. Tim Burton, Brad Bird, and uh, John Lasseter, I think that's how you say his name, who both go on to do Pixar. So there were some very creative, talented people involved in this movie. And (laughs) I had it as a Disney Don Hart. (laughs) That's what I put it as. I did too, yeah. 
I know some people that love this movie, and um, I just think it's all right. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way about this movie as I did with Bambi, where I'm like, I appreciate it, what it did, and and its story and everything, but it was just kind of like sad, and I don't really want to ever watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the animation's good. I think the story does try some new things, which I appreciate. But, uh, yeah, this isn't like a movie that I would consider fun to watch, really, or... Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Especially like if if you've seen it before and you're like you know kind of like you know what's gonna happen. Like yeah. as an adult, you're like, oh, this There's isn't not. gonna end well. <laughs> but even with that, like I I wish it kind of went further. Like I wish it did end the way the book ended, where like. There's a death where like, oh, I, it, know the book. I didn't read the book. Yeah, yeah spoiler alert. It just I know, right? it felt like it was like trying to be like a little bit more adult, but like also like pulled its punches mm-hmm. so much where you're like you didn't really like stick it either way. Yeah. Um, also, this movie doesn't really have any songs or soundtrack that's notable either. Yeah. So that really... I really have a hard time enjoying the ones that have no music, <laughs> no uh, that aren't oh, sorry that aren't the musicals because you know. That's my thing, so. Yeah. No yeah. songs. It's really hard for me. I think, it. yeah, we probably should have mentioned that at the top of the episode. Like, I think what is an essential Disney movie? Like, it has to have Catchy songs. songs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're on our last our last film for this episode. Look at us. Um, so this is 1985, The Black Cauldron. Now, I know this movie has kind of like a cult following, and I'm sure there are some people on staff who would not want who would be upset that i put this as a skip but it's i really don't like this yes i put it as a skip as well i did also okay so it's just too scary who do you know that loves it so much Uh, i think some of our our fantasy kind of dark darker Mm -hmm. uh yeah so it's it's a very niche it's i think it's extremely niche um it's darker than any of the previous disney movies one uh it was the first Disney animated film that had a PG rating, and honestly, no. At reading a little bit about this movie, they cut twelve minutes of footage after test screening because audience, like the kids, were way too afraid of this movie. I want to see it with those twelve minutes in. I think it might be a better movie, not a kids movie, but it might be a better movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it could have been a PG thirteen movie based on what I read was cut from the movie. Yeah. Um, but this was a box office bomb. It was the most one of the most expensive Disney movies up to that point too. It had a long production run. Um, there's no songs at all. It's just not a good Disney movie mm-hmm. at all, and barely a good movie. Agreed. Sorry, skip. skip. Total skip. All right. So we are halfway through the Disney animated uh, filmography. So thank you so much for listening, and. Part two, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be picking it up at The Great Mouse Detective and working all the way through to The Princess and the Frog, 2009. So that is the end of the Disney 2D hand-drawn animated films. So again, both of you, thank you so much for joining me in this episode. Thanks, Alice. And I look forward to continuing our conversation in part two. Yes. Fun times. And listeners, this episode releases on October 30th, so FanFest is only four days away. So... I know you're going out trick-or-treating tomorrow. Don't put away your Halloween costumes. Bring those costumes to the Fan Fest. Enter the costume contest. You might win a nice prize. Uh, we have food trucks. We have 25 vendors coming. We have Lego builders. We have Star Wars cosplayers. We have tabletop games, a gaming bus, and 
Most importantly, we have... The world's greatest band. The American Air Power Museum <laughs> band. They're laughing because it's my band. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, we <laughs> So uh, the American Air Power Museum Band uh, will be playing again this year for the second time. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of TV and movie music, including a number of Disney numbers. So come and listen. Absolutely. It's a huge hit. I'm glad that you're coming back again this year. Thank you. We're happy to be back. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for our post FanFest wrap-up episode. I hope that goes well. Fingers crossed. I'm going to be trying to do some interviews out in the wild. Oh, that's some, cool. Yeah, it's going to be we'll great. We'll see how that yeah, goes. <laughs> if there isn't an episode in the next couple of weeks, it, because it, went, it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. All right, bye. bye. bye.